welcome to Clinton Baptist Church. We are so grateful for you are connected with us for those in person and those on virtual. I'm just so grateful to be in the house of God once again on the second uh, Sunday of March, which time is moving fast, but so grateful for the opportunity to stand before you and all our visitors. We're happy that you are here as well. We're thankful to God that you have decided to come worship with us on this cold Sunday morning. Praise God, praise God. Uh, with your Bibles or your electronic devices, I invite you to Hebrew chapter 4, verse 13. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 13. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 13, where we're going to continue with our uh, theme for this month. Our theme is to be obedient to God, being obedient to God as we started actually a couple of months ago about looking at scripture and being obedient to God. I'm grateful for this opportunity uh, once again just to stand before you. We're in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Thank you to Deacon Greg um, for leading us today in worship. Just so grateful for him and our new deacons who um, taking the task to, to grow and to, to serve and to love and lead us in worship. So grateful for him. So we're in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being great. Thank you for being God. Lord God, our worship is to you, Lord God. Our worship is to you. Lord God, I know we worship so many other things, Lord God, but today we come and we worship you. You are worthy, Lord God, to be praised and we are excited and we can worship you. Have your way in this service, Lord God. Be with me, Holy Spirit. Walk with me. Talk with me, Lord God. Squeeze out of me what you want, Lord God, that you may get the glory and the honor that this church will not be looked at as me, but looked towards you, Lord God, as the head of this church. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, one verse today, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. And he says, and there is no creature hidden from the sight, from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Let me read that again. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. On this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic, be careful how you are living. Be careful how you are living. God's people are called by God to live in a live an obedient life. As we look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it all for the glory of God. Every one of us are called to live a life that will bring glory to God. 
every one of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior have been called to live a life that will esteem God, that will lift God up, that will glorify him. And as Christians, our lives are to represent and reflect the glory of God. Our lives as Christians is to represent and reflect the glory of God as we walk here on earth. We are to be examples before those who don't know God. We are to be examples for those who do know God, and we are called to live a life of obedience. Here, this unknown author in Hebrews write to warn us, and he warned us to, to, to be careful of how we live our life. But be, before he gets to this warning, he lets us know about the word of God. He said, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. He said that the word of God can cut through anything. I mean, the word of God can bring you to your knees if you're really seeking the word of God. And then he comes and he says, by seeking the word of God, now he gives us this warning that we need to be careful because the word of God will judge us. The word of God will cause us to be changed. And he said, now, when you're reading the word of God, if you're not changed, you got to be careful in how you live your life. And he tells us, he gives us, this warning that we, we need to be careful in how we are living. I remember as a young man growing up in D.C., as I always say, my mom used to tell me, be careful in the way you live. And she, she would give me warning signs to, to be careful of, of how I'm living. She would, she would tell me to, to be careful when I was going out to the go-go. She would tell me to be careful when I was throwing cabaret. She would always tell me to be careful. She would warn me to be careful and how I'm living because she knew because of her age that there were some things out there that would cause us to stumble. There were some things out there that would bring some trouble to us that we don't even know about. And here, the author of Hebrew tells us to be careful. He warned us to be careful in how we live. He caused us to, to be careful. He warned us to be careful of how we live. And as we look at this, and God has called every one of us who are believers to be obedient to him. And he tells us in this warning three things, three things why we are to be careful. The first thing he tells us here in verse 13a, he says that we ought to be careful how we are living because God sees everything. Look what he says. Look what he said here in verse 13. Look what he says in, in verse 13a. He says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. Now, we see here the word he is, and we'll see he, that's the subject. God is the subject, and we see God is the subject in verse number 12 and 13. So we know that this he is God. He says everything is seen by God. He says, and there is no creature. I got some um, feedback. I got some feedback in my mic. And I got some feedback. It said there is no creature hidden from the sight of God. Said, said, said no, 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 no one is is, is hidden from God. God's eyes is everywhere. God's eyes is, is, is everywhere. Every moment of our life is seen by God. He said, he said every, every moment, every moment, every walk, every sleep, every wake up, every talk, every, every thought is seen by God. He said there's no creature that is hidden from his, from his sight. Every, every one of us are, 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 are seen by God. 
now, 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 it's interesting because I know we got some some good hiders in the church. I know, I know we got some people that like to hide. I know we got some real good hiders in the church. If you online, you may be one of those ones. But I know, as a young man growing up, I I, I played the game hide and seek. Y'all remember the game hide and seek? So the game hide and seek we used to play, and in DC we used to play. We get um, we all the community would come together, girls and and boys. We'd come together, and it'd be about thirty of us, and we play hide and seek. And we we made we made um, parameters and boundaries where we can go. We lived on Fourth Street, so we say you can't go past Third Street and you can't go past Eighth Street, and you can't you only can go up to M and go up to K. So you had to stay and those parameters, and we would set parameters, and then we would put our feet in a circle. Y'all remember this, and how I'm gonna see you put your feet in a circle, and everybody got one foot in a circle, and then whoever was the leader would sit down, and he'd say, any, many, money, mo, catch a piggy by the toe, if he holler, let him go. My mama said, I should pick, y'all remember that? And, we, and boy, I love that game, boy. We played hide and seek, and there was so many of us, and it was so fun, and we played so much hide and seek. But one thing I liked about it, because I was a good hider, I, I was a good hider, man. My mother, my mother at, at her house, we, she had a porch under the house. So, so, so when you was tagging and when you was it, you had to close your eyes and count to 10. And that would give a chance for people to go hide. And when, I, when you close your eyes and count to 10 and turn your back, you count to 10 and everybody will run and scatter and go hide. And I would hide under my mother's porch. And the reason why I like hiding behind my mother's porch because she had a little hole in the concrete where the water hose come out. She had a little hole there where the water hose come out. So you can sit behind the wall and they can't see you, but you can see in the hole with a person who is it. You can see when they come. And it was a dark little cubby hole you can hide in. Then you'll get dirty and stuff. But, but I ain't mind about that because I was a good hider. I, I, I was a great hider. It took them all day to catch me because I knew how to hide. And some of us still today haven't lost that. Lost that skill. We, we know how to hide. Although we in church, we still know how to hide. You, matter of fact, you have become a professional hider. You, you, you know how to hide real well. You know how to hide your sin. You know how to hide your wickedness. But it says that God eyes see everything. No matter, no matter where you at, you can sit in church and hide all you want. You can sit in the choir and hide all you want. You can play the keyboard and hide. You can be an usher and hide. You can be a pastor and hide. But God sees it all. He says, I see it all. No creature. It's out of my sight. God says, I see it all, and I know that we know how to hide. I mean, we 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 good at it. We 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 so good at hiding. We 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 very good at it. Like I said, we professionals in hiding. We hide, we hide our sin and our wickedness behind our makeup. We 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 hide our, our sin and our wickedness behind our spiritual saying. You walk in the church, everything is blessed the Lord, holy favor, hallelujah, God is good, and you're lying because you're living in sin. We hide our sin behind um, behind our haircuts and behind the uh, uh, what we say, hallelujah, and all the clothes we wear, we hide. We cover up our sin. We cover our sin to hide, and, and even before man, we look like we righteous. We put on outfits that, that make us look righteous. We put on nice robes, church robes, to make us look nice and, and look righteous, that we right with God. And we walk around in church and outside of church like we right with God because we dressed up, hiding our sin, but God sees it all. Man see us in the righteous, but what God sees, he sees us like this. He sees us all 
see us all tore up. He see all the sin. And, and, and God sees it all. He see behind the road. He see all the things that you are going through. He see all the things that you are in. He sees it all and nothing is hidden from God. Everything is exposed to God. Says that we can't hide from his sight. We can't hide from his sight. He see it all. He sees every single thing that we do. He see our thoughts no matter where we are or where we at. He, he see it. As a matter of fact, watch this. Jeremiah, I mean, Job, Job chapter um, 28, Job chapter 28. Job chapter 28 says, well, let me get to it. Let me get to it. Job chapter 28. Job chapter 28 says, look what Job 28 says. Job 28, uh, verse number 24. He says, for he looks to the ends of the earth and see under the whole heaven. He says he see everything from the end of the earth and everything from the whole heaven. And then Job, Job chapter 34, verse number 12. He says in Job chapter 34, verse 21, for the eyes are on the ways of man and he sees all his steps. God sees everything. He sees all of our steps. And then Jeremiah chapter, um, Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 17. He says in Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 17. Look what he says in Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 17. He says that. He says, for my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face, nor is there iniquity hidden from my eyes. God says, I see everything. God said, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, you can't hide from me. He gives us this warning. He says, be careful how you live because God see it all. God see what you do at night. God see what you do when you sleep. God see what you do in dark places. God see it all, everything he sees. And we can trick man to make man believe that we are all right and, and we out of, out of God and we got this great relationship, but God sees different. He says, look, be careful how you live because, because God sees everything. God sees our sin. And I, and I like this because when he tells us that God sees everything, but God not only sees our sin, God sees what you're going through. God see the pain that you endure. God see the suffering that you're going through. God see the challenges that you are going through in life. God see the hurts that you are going through. He sees everything. He's not ignorant to what you are going through. He's aware. He knows exactly what you're going through because he sees everything. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. He sees it all. And he says in his warning to be careful how you live because God sees everything. And then the second thing we see in 13b, he tells us to be careful how we live because God, because everything is exposed to God. Look what he says. He said, everything is exposed to God. He said, all things are naked and open to the eyes of God. Watch this, watch this. He said, everything is, is, is naked and open to the eyes of God. So this phrase naked and open is actually, actually speaking of a word picture. So they will understand this at this time in Hebrews. They will understand this because what, they, what he's saying, here's the word picture. They will take an animal and sacrifice it. 
So say if they took a lamb and sacrificed it, they would take the lamb and they would grab the lamb, lamb and they would hold the lamb heads back, back. They would hold their heads back and expose the lamb throat. And what they would do was hold the lamb back. They would get on top of the lamb, hold the lamb back, head back, and expose his throat and slit his throat. And when it slits his throat, it kills him. And then they lay down. And then he died. Then they lay, down, lay him down. They split him down the middle. And all his entrails will be seen. Everything will be exposed. And this is what this word is saying. He says that we all are exposed. We're all naked and open. He said, just like the sacrifice that we cut down the middle and slit his throat wide open, everything is exposed. Everything in your life is exposed to God. Everything. Everything in our lives are exposed to God. Like the sacrifice, everything is exposed. Everything in the secret place is exposed. Everything you do in the secret place is exposed. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are. Your life is exposed to God. It doesn't matter how dark the room is. It doesn't matter if you're alone by yourself. It doesn't matter where you are, if you're in the country or outside the country. We all are exposed to God. Everything is wide open to God. Everything is, is wide open. Everything is naked and exposed to God. And he said, this is why we have to be careful of how we live. Look at Psalms, one, um, Psalms 139, 7 through 12. Psalms 139, 7 through 12. And they're going to explain it. Psalms 139. Psalms 139. 7 through 12. Psalms 139, 7 through 12. Everything is exposed. Everything, 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 everything is exposed. Look what he says in Psalms 39, 7 through 12. Psalm 39, 7 through 12. He says here in verse number 7, in verse number 7 of Psalms 39, he says in verse number 7, he says, where can I go? This is this is David speaking. David said, where can I go from you, from your spirit? Oh, where can I, can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, God, you are there. Behold, you are there. If I take the wings of a morning, you are there. If I dwell in the uttermost of the parts of the sea, you are there. Even there, your, your hand should lead me. God, God said, he says, wherever I go, you there. And it's good stuff because he said, your hand will lead me. He said, don't matter where you are, God still got his hands on you. No matter what situation you're in, your sickness, God's hand is still on you. Your darkest time, God's hand is still on you. Your time when you're ready to give up, God's hand is on you. When you don't see no light at the end of the tunnel, God's hand is on you. Wherever you go, God is there. That's an awesome thing because that's a time to celebrate, to know when you get in your darkest time, God's hand is on you. That God can reach you right where you are. That he can pull you right out the stuff that you're in. That he can lift you up and give your feet some strength to stand. Wherever you you are God is there. But on the flip side, that's a sad part because he see everything we do. Everything is exposed to him. Everything. He says that your, your hand is there. He says, behold, that, that, that you are there. Uh, in the morning, you are there. In the sea, you are there. Every, your hand should leave me. Your, your right hand shall hold me. He says, if I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide 
from you. He says, guess what? It don't matter how dark it is, God exposed everything. When God show up, it's just all light automatically. Darkness flee when God show up. And he says that everything in our life is exposed. So not only do God see everything, but everything is exposed. Your whole entire life is exposed to God. It's an open book to God. You can't lie to God. You can't trick God. There's no tricking God. There's no hiding from God. And he says that we got to be careful how we live because God sees everything and everything is exposed. Yeah, pastor may not see it. Yeah, pastor Tucker or pastor Reeves may not see it. Yeah, the deacons may not see it. Yeah, your mother may not see it. Yeah, your father may not see it. But guess what? God see it. Your husband may not see it. Your wife may not see it. Your girlfriend may not see it. But God see it. Everything is exposed. And then he says, and this warning not only should we be careful how we live because God sees everything. He said that we should be careful how we live because everything is exposed to God. And then in verse 13c, he tells us that we should be careful how we live because God will hold us accountable. Look what he says. He said to whom we must give an account. He says right here in verse 13, the empire of verse 13, he said that we got to be careful how we live because God will hold us accountable. We will be held accountable to God. He said to whom we must give an account. This is why we cannot uh, uh, live to please man. This is why we can't live to, to make man happy because at the end of the day, we, we got to stand before Jesus Christ as the ultimate judge. He is the one going to judge our life. He is the one that sees our life. He is the one that our life is exposed to. And every single thing of our life, every part of our life will be held accountable to him because he has all authority and all power to judge us. He is the judge and we will have to stand before him for how we lived our life. Every one of us. Doesn't matter if you're a believer or unbeliever. We went over this before. Every one of us will have to stand before God for judgment. Every, every single one of us. Every one of us will, will stand before God for judgment. Every one of us will stand before Jesus Christ and be judged. Every one of us will be held accountable for how we lived our life here on earth. Every one of us will be held accountable for the way we live, the way we conducted ourselves, the way we walked, what we said out of our mouth, and how we worship God. Every one of us will be held accountable. Whether you are a believer or unbeliever, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we will be judged according to how we live our life. Say, so this is why. He calls us to be careful for how we live. God sees it all. Jesus sees it all. When we step before him, when we step before the judgment seat of Christ, he's not going to ask you what you did. He's going to lay it out for you exactly what you did on the same date and time because everything is exposed. Nothing is hidden. It's, it's like my mother was, when I was young. I, I lived on 4th Street, and I was acting up on 9th Street. Before I got home, she already knew it. She already knew it. And I'm young, so I think she got eyes down there, but I ain't think about it. she got a phone and they knew me and they knew her and they just called right down there. I thought she was God. I said, she everywhere. I can't do nothing. 
And when I got home, I had to face the judgment. The judgment was, I'm going to call Joe, your brother, him over there. He was the enforcer. He was the one come with me all the time. And same thing, and they lay out for me exactly what I've done. And God going to do the same thing. God going to hold us accountable. He going to hold us accountable for how we live our life. He going to hold us accountable for what we say out of our mouth. He going to hold us accountable for the sin that we have done because he called us to live an obedient life. And then this holding accountable will not cause us to lose heaven because once you save, you always save. But we will lose the rewards that we were placed before Jesus Christ that had given to us for the conduct of our lives. How do we know that? How do we know that? Let me give you some scripture. How do we know that? Let's turn to Romans chapter 14, verse 1. Romans, I mean, Romans chapter 14, verse 10 through 12. I know y'all usually not used to flipping, but I got to give you the correct um, scripture to back it. So you all won't say that I'm, I'm, I'm preaching some false doctrine here. Um, Romans chapter 14, verse, verse number 10 through 12. Romans 14, verse 10 through 12. Romans 14, verse 10 through 12. Look what it says. But why do you judge your brothers? Or why do you show content for your brother? He says, for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Watch number 12. So then each of us should give account for, uh, I mean, give account of himself to God. Every one of us will be held accountable. Turn to 2 second, second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Right over, a couple of pages over. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Nor therefore the terror of the Lord was persuaded, um, what was persuaded men, but we are well known to God, and they also trust are well known in your country. He said, guess what? Every one of us will be hold, uh, held accountable to God. Every single one of us. And this is why he wants us to tell us, be careful of how we live. God has called all of us to live a life of obedience, to live a life that is right before God, where God will get the glory out of your life that we represent God. And we can't live for man. Don't live for the pastor. Don't live for man. Live for God. Because guess what? You're trying to dress up to make people think that you're all good with God. And he sees you like this. He sees the sin that you're in. He sees the lies that you tell. He sees the things that you think. He sees the, your thoughts. He sees all the stuff that you're in. And everything is exposed to him. And at the end of our life, we all going to be held accountable because the scripture tells us that one day we will stand before Christ and we will be judged. We will be judged for our works. For our works that God will judge us. So today I want to encourage you to be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Remember God ain't calling you to live perfect but he called you at least to try. I mean, you cuss every single day. 
I mean, at least, at least drop it down to two times a day. Not every day, all day. You getting high every day? Try. God, give me the help I need to get off this stuff. You're fornicating every day? You committing adultery every day? Like, come on. You greedy every day? You gluttony every day? Least sometimes, at least five times out of 10 say no. Make it 50% or something. But not every day. And he call us to be careful how we live. So I want to put it before you. How you living? How you living? Father God, I come before you today to remind us, Lord God, of who you are. Lord God, this is a perfect text to show your abilities. To show who you are, that you are omnipresent. That you everywhere at the same time, Lord God. That you see everything. And all of our life is exposed to you. No matter where we are, Lord God. No matter what we put on. No matter how we cover our life, Lord God. That everything is exposed to you, Lord God. Thank you for letting us see your attributes. Thank you for, for exposing your characteristics. Thank you, Lord God, for reminding us to be careful, giving us this warning to be careful how we live because, Lord God, everything is exposed to you. And, Lord God, we all will pay for our sin. Romans says the wages of sin and death, but the gift of life is eternal through Christ Jesus. And I come to you today to warn you to be careful how you live. Because God see it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As you stand on your feet. As you stand on your feet. For those who are online. As you give attention to this time. Because this is the most important time. Maybe you're already a Christian. You already have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. But you, you realize that I'm really not living like I'm supposed to. That I, I, I got some habits. I got some addictions. I got some struggles that I have. Temptation is beating me up. Temptation is taking advantage of me. Maybe you, 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 you just realize that God sees it all and it pricked your heart. And you, you just say, God, look, I, I, this is for believers. This is for believers. This is not for unbelievers. I just want to repent, Lord God. I just want to turn back to you. Is there any today in the building or outside the building on virtue that just want to turn back to the Lord? Just, just raise your hand if there's anyone that want to say, Lord God, I just want to repent to you. Is there any today to say, God, I want to repent. I see your hand. Anyone, any, wherever you at, if you on Zoom, you on Facebook, just put a hand up. Say, Lord, I want to repent. I want to turn back to you because I realize that you see it all, Lord God. I'm not hiding this from myself because you know, Lord God. I'm not hiding this from the pastor because you know, Lord God. I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. You ain't got to repent to me. You need to repent to God. We need to stand before God because at the end of the day, every one of us going to be judged according to how we live. So today I stand before you. Is there any with me? Is there any with me that say I want to repent? Is there any with me that want to turn, turn a life back to God? Is there any with me? Any with me? Today, Father God, just be with us, Lord God. Just be with us who, who are honest, Lord God, and know that you see it all, Lord God. You see the things that we watch, Lord God. You see the thoughts of our mind, Lord God. 
You see what comes out of our mouth, Lord God. You see us when we bow ourselves, Lord God. When we're in the dark, secret places, Lord God. You see everything, Lord God. So I come to you, Lord God, asking that you be with us, Lord God, as we turn back to you. We're not coming, Lord God, to confess our sins, Lord God. We come in, Lord God, to repent of our sins. We come in, Lord God, that we may repent of our sins. We're going to call them out, Lord God. If I'm in a daughter relationship, Lord God, I call it out. If I got greed or jealousy, Lord God, I'm coming out. Sexual immorality, I call it out, Lord God. I call it out, Lord God. I call out gluttony. I call out deceitfulness, Lord God. I call out division, Lord God. I call out lying. I call out stand, stealing. Whatever we in, Lord God, I call it out in the name of Jesus. Anger and rage, I, I call it out to you, Lord God, and ask for you to forgive me for my sin. Ask that I turn away from what I enjoy doing that I may turn back to you and walk towards you that I may give you my worship that I may give you my praise that I may give you my life and you be the head of it in the name of Jesus I pray Lord God we call to you and we come in repentance yes Lord God yes Lord God we repent we repent Lord God we turn back to you Lord God straight down crooked paths up Lord God that we may walk right before you, Lord God. We're not here for any games, oh Lord God, for fashion or for foe, Lord God. We're here to be right before you, Lord be God, because we understand at the end we will stand before you and you will play our life back before us, Lord God, that we may see how we have walked, Lord God. You will call back this day where you preach your word, Lord God, out of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, calling us and warning us to live a life that is different. Let us not walk away living the same, Lord God. Let us truly surrender. For you are God. And everything is exposed to you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.